Hey, welcome back to the Blue Collar Off-Road Podcast, episode 88. I'm Graham, I'm here with Luke, Cody, and Richie, and we actually have John from Trail Trash back on. Uh, initially, we thought I wasn't going to be around today, so they scooped John up, and then it turned out that I could be here, so you can't get rid of me, I'm still doing the intro, uh, and uh, yeah, we're just going to talk about, I know you guys went to 5313, you saw Luke get stuck, um... I've done a little bit of stuff here and there. Nothing crazy interesting, but I think I think let's start with 5313. First off, like what is that property? Either one of you can uh like is it a hard property, an easy property? Uh training wheels. Yeah, definitely. So uh this is one of the first parks Actually, it probably was the first park that we ever went to. Me, Casey, and a couple other guys. Um, my Jeep was on 32s. Casey was on 35s. Um, we started doing this in like the wintertime, so it was always raining. It was super cold and nasty out, and that's just the place we would go. It's like 45 minutes for us to get there. We all drove the Jeeps over. And at that point, it seemed very difficult. As it does. Yeah. <laughs> but since then, um, the park has gotten easier. Like, there are things that we used to, to run. Um, like, just... I, I really don't know. Like, normally you see, like, at AOP, the progression is always, it just continues to get worse. Mm -hmm. But uh, something about this place, I don't know if maybe they do a little bit of maintenance on it uh, to just kind of knock down, like, the... I think really it actually yeah. has to do with the erosion there, if I'm being honest, because, like, you get those really deep washouts that my Jeep and your Jeep were struggling in, and then, but, like, some of the more steep areas, like, that obviously at some point had a divot in them, it looks like all of the stuff from the top is just falling down and filling those little gaps up, so, you know, what would be a potentially black obstacle becomes a blue or a green in some instances and there seems to be no rock so it's not like uh somewhere like aop where once the dirt's gone you're left with just rocks yeah. um big rocks yeah on the so, side of a hill yeah it, it's it changes but it doesn't get more difficult really um yeah, that was that's weird. So it just gets it gets dug out, but not for the worse. Yeah, no rocks. Yeah. Um, and I think that you know, this is the first time I went. I think the park has a really big appeal to hill killers, mud boggers, and trail riders. I don't fit that category, but I had a blast. It was a really good time, but my rig's just not what that park is built around. You know, you could have a killer time in there on 33s. You could have a killer time in there on 43 stickies with a couple of the climbs that I saw that were open uh, and a big LS. Or if you're into mud, there's a lot of mud there. Hmm. That sounds terrible. <laughs> just throwing it out there that sounds like my worst nightmare of no fun it kind of sounds like uh 
sawmill up by us that was just oh god like, water yeah, don't even get them like, started two and a half feet deep basketball rocks and one halfway decent climb like that doesn't even sound fun i mean it, if i'm being honest it sounds like high school richie would have loved it yeah, yeah it's the cool part about it though was there was a couple of spots where like chasing down john casey and todd uh I had a couple of areas where I could really open the Jeep up and like, I got it all the way up to like 45 in there. And Ooh, that's something, huh? You were flying. Yeah. I was like in fifth trying to catch up with them. And the fuel uh, pump didn't fall out. Did not fall out. The new style appears to be working. Nice. Um, did you self tapper it or no? I know we uh, talked about that. No, I got a, one of the three prong style where it's got metal rods in it that hold the bottom of the pump in. Yeah. So is it a TJ one or an XJ one? Did you go with TJ? Cause they did not have a TJ pump in stock and I wanted to get it running when I wanted to get it running. You know what Makes I mean? Sense. So I had them open the box up and it is a 96 pump but it's got three metal rods that run through it with caps on the end of the rod to hold the bottom of the fuel pump in and springs on those to help cushion the upward. So I'm hoping it's less likely to blow up. But if this blows up, I'm going TJ. I was talking with John about that. Um, and wheeling with Todd, I forget his last name. We've really got to talk with him, but he is he's a hoot. Doesn't matter what you're doing. You can run greens with the guy, and he's funny as hell to talk with. Yeah, he's like the best hot man you could ask for. <laughs> yeah. Everyone was, loves the hype man. Was he at um the the meet and beat? What does he drive? Uh, I don't I don't know. He if was. I remember it, Todd. He's got the blue single-seat buggy with the 6-liter in it on 43 Mickeys and 14 bolts. But at the meet-and-beat, um, he actually ran um, Saturday. He was with us, but he was in his YJ. So he also has a black YJ on uh, cut 43-inch SXs and ORIs. Okay. Uh, was he with us when we went up our whole loop, or was that um? Yeah, he was with us that whole okay, time. Okay, yeah. So he was behind us. Okay. Yep. Cool. Yeah, he's a really cool dude to wheel with. Um, you know, and trail trash is quite entertaining themselves. <laughs> uh, what was yeah, going? Uh, oh, sorry. No, you hit your point. I can, mine can wait. What was going on with Casey's Jeep? Because that what that thing didn't seem like it wanted to run. It that thing has had a bit of an issue, honestly. Uh, like you put some fresh plugs in it, and the thing runs pretty good for a while, and then and then we always come back to like it's loading up with fuel a little bit, um, and you just like it won't clear itself out, and I think that. A lot of that issue is because it hasn't been tuned. It just had vats turned off. And he's running a car intake on a computer that came out of a truck. So the computer, for, the computer is for a 4.8, which is what he has. But the car intake and the truck intakes are quite a bit different in how they flow. 
And I think it's just a gradual thing over time. The plugs start to foul, and then it gets to the point where it just doesn't run good anymore. Uh, so it really needs to go to somebody and get tuned. That makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah, and do they they can just tune the factory computer, right? Yes. Or do yeah, they, yeah, yeah. Okay. Would that be something know. that uh, Brad or Bart could do? Bart. Think Bart's uh, the, Bart. the shop. Yes. Yeah, Bart. Bart has the shop, and Bart has uh, HP tuners, and he probably could tune it. Because um, it really all you're doing is just you're going to be looking at air fuel ratios and pulling a little bit of uh, fuel. I mean, you could probably squeeze some power out of it. Uh, I, you know, GM leaves a little bit on the table, especially an engine that's got no cats and. Mm-hmm. Uh, that LS, I think he ended up with an LS1 intake. Uh, so there's there's probably a little bit of power left that could be squeezed out of it if somebody really took the time and, and uh, you know, did like the power enrichment and, and tweak the timing and all that stuff a little bit. I think well, also, what, oh, sorry, go ahead. No, you're good. I was going to say, well, what's he waiting for? New More power sounds good to me. Uh, well, well, this ties in perfectly. I think he also needs to get the bands or something in that transmission looked at or the torque converter because it does do that weird, like, shutter thing. Yeah, well, it's like... Um, it, it seems to only do this, or it does it worse when it's hot, but going from, like, park to drive, it, it won't engage drive until you <clears throat> run the RPMs up. Yeah, it's acting like it's got a high-stall converter in it. Maybe it just needs more fluid. Yeah, that's <laughs> what I was thinking. <laughs> It's had it's had more fluid added to it, added to it, added to it, and it's like two quarts over now. <laughs> oh boy, maybe that's the problem. <laughs> uh, it's a TH four hundred and a rock crawler. They generally like to be about a quart and a half over, from well, what I know. I think, I think we're going to pull the pan and pull the filter, because um, uh, this is a transmission that came out of an eighties model truck that has never been gone into, or at least not by us. So who knows what the filter looks like. Oh, and it could just be a uh, fluid flow problem mm-hmm. that it needs some RPM to get it to engage drive. Well, also being a TH400, they're not that hard to go through, if I remember correctly. And I'm sure you know someone that knows someone. Yeah, well, the, we would probably just take it to the guy who built mine and the guy who built the Watts and just have him go through it. You know... Can we take a second and just like feel bad for Dwight's transmission? Getting to see him actually in the uh, in the right vibe to uh, get on it is something else because he just runs it up to rev limiter and neutral and drops it. (laughs) (laughs) All righty then. That thing definitely deserves a moment of silence. (laughs) (laughs) It's still kicking though, so I mean, It, it can't be that bad. It's been rebuilt once. (laughs) <laughs> no, that's fine. That's plenty. But it's like, yeah. yeah. How long has he had that thing? Man, is this year? I think this is year two. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, if you get a year out of a transmission, when you trade it, like that, dropping it, yeah, that's not horrible. Yeah. No. I mean, I I rebuilt my stupid manual every year just about it feels like so every two years for you graham every two years yeah Yeah. and i i don't know this most recent time it definitely needed it but yeah 
uh, Pond Water had something to do with that, if I had to venture guess. <laughs> yeah, um, we won't go into that story again, but... And maybe uh, maybe you put fifth gear on the right direction. That helps yeah, I did too. do that. Fix that. that was, <laughs> I was wondering why that one was hard to shift into. <laughs> I, I imagine you fucking backwards. <laughs> I imagine your second gear set probably looked okay, though. You seem to avoid that gear. Uh, what do you mean? And from the drag race. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Second, oh, maybe the synchro's <laughs> fucked on it. Maybe I put second in backwards. Yeah, there we go. Oh Jesus! No, actually, so it's actually funny you mentioned that because that I went through the whole transmission um, and the transfer case, and I resealed the motor. I didn't put a new uh, clutch master cylinder combination thing. And if you get those from O'Reilly's or AutoZone, wherever you go, it's got a little plastic line. And last year we were at Harlan, and Luke's blue. And I was kind of bitching about how my clutch felt weird. I thought it was the, uh, you know, the the new clutch I'd put in. It was just different from what I was using before because I went with a different brand. I went from like the O'Reilly's store brand to the, you know, the factory OEM uh, Luke Luck. clutch, Luck, uh, whatever. Either way, the Luke clutch. Um, so I figured it was that, but it might have just been that line slowly going on mine because last weekend we blew, or two weekends ago at this point. We blew the, uh, I burned a hole in it and it, you know, just stopped working. So it might have just been, you know, doing weird shit even before then. And it's just because it, that plastic line runs right past the header and it gets hot and slowly melts and then you get a pinhole. Happened to Luke, happened to me. Uh, I don't know what I'm going to do to prevent that in the future. I think but... the next step would be going to like a braided AN line. Yeah. Yeah, it just sounds like a pain though. It's but I gotta be. figure out what I'm doing. Can you could you get a piece of that like um, insulation stuff that you see some manufacturers put on a battery cable and just slip that over it? Yeah, I was thinking about that doing like a like a heat shield over the plastic line. I just yeah. don't love the plastic line, right? I wish, and I I do actually have on a different transmission on an NV forty five hundred that I've got sitting around. I have one that's steel braided. I don't know where that came from. Uh, I may try to find that just for, you know, spend a couple extra bucks so it doesn't yeah. melt on me. But and I don't have to buy the shielding, right? I'd have to spend more money on a on a heat wrap for it, anyways. One of those like you know like something you'd put on an an injector almost that yeah. like uh, fiberglass yeah. shit. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. Maybe it was that. Could have been that. My clutch line was melting. Didn't want to race in second. You couldn't push the clutch all the way. Yeah, yeah. Excuses. Yep, yep. <laughs> Just keep digging myself a deep roll. <laughs> Listen, that transmission owes nobody anything. It's got at least 300,000 on it. Uh, and I've never Jesus. changed. I, the only gear I've changed is... Fifth, a few times. Fifth. That, only because it's easy to change. Because it's right on the end. Um, <laughs> I've done synchros on it. But the gears don't look incredibly healthy. Uh, and I'm about <laughs> to put my spare transmission in Sean's buggy. So uh, that's going to be fun. I'm not going to have a spare one blowing up. So, yeah, we ended up putting the, or deciding to put the manual in that because he's got three pedals. The AW4 that came out of it worked, but the guy drilled fucking holes, you know, the transfer case, how it clocks in there. Yeah. Well, this this dumbass who put this thing together before us. Before we took it apart, I should say, um, 
bent one of the studs, and instead of taking vice grips or a pipe wrench and taking the, the bent stud, it was just bent like 45 degrees. Instead of just taking it out, putting a new stud in, or, you know, there's six of them, you could probably get away with not having uh, one. Yeah. You'd yeah. probably be okay. Uh, they, no, they drilled the holes on the transmission out from whatever the normal size is to like pointer finger size. So there are these massive gaping holes oh, that the trans the transfer case bolts to the transmission to. So it can technically move around. I mean, I'm sure the clamping force is enough to hold it, but it's just mm -hmm. stupid shit like that just throughout the entire thing. Um, and I, I didn't want to re... We ended up messing that transmission up in a couple other ways. I think I cut the TV cable by accident. Oops. I thought it was a fluid... Uh, you know, one of the, a breather hose, and it wasn't. Um, and I have a couple <laughs> other ones floating around. So, the, I mean, we could have swapped that, but it already has three pedals in the thing. Like, it's it's set up to be a manual manual Jeep. Yeah, I was like, I have a manual. I'll give you a deal on it. It's it's good to go. We have it. Uh, your AW4 is either going to need to be rebuilt or you need to get a new one. Uh, you know because the end cap on that one was junk. Somebody drilled the fucking ends out. Um, so ultimately, he just decided to do the the manual, and um, we're going that route. I, I just rebuilt the doubler, 300. Cool. Yeah, the doubler is uh, back together. I, I'm not happy with the... I hope he listens to this, so he, uh, he'd, he'd buy it. Actually, no, fuck. I'm not shaking that 300 apart again. But uh, he should have gone with the 32 spline outputs that we put on Miguel's. Or that you bought Miguel. You sponsored Miguel for those, Luke. <laughs> <laughs> After you blew his up. He should have done that, but he also isn't running 43 stickies on the thing. He's just going to be running 40s. No, those are not 43 stickies we found out, so... On Miguel's? Yeah, those are not 43 stickies. You, Chris didn't tell you? No. Yeah, Chris, so... um. Oh, they're not Miguel, stickies? Yeah, Miguel sent his tires to Chris to get it oh. vulcanized, and he started doing it, and the guy was like, these aren't stickies. He was like, these, like, and I guess uh, Chris then, like, obviously looked at him and was like, fuck, you're right, this compound is completely wrong. So, yeah, he, there, he got fucked there, and they bought, and best part is, they bought those tires from the same fucking guy that Sean bought, and not Sean, uh, is it Sean? Oh, my yeah. God. I'm, yeah, holy shit. Bought his it's fucking John, tires from about the the thirty seven. Yeah, red labels. Oh my god! Not red labels. Uh huh. Yeah, somebody That's just didn't know scummy. what the fuck they were doing. Oh yeah. yeah. Now, so fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, you're a scum. I think it, it's the other way around. Oh, okay, never mind. You're good. <laughs> uh, you know, like I, I'm sorry, but it would be one thing, like. Because red versus blue label, the only real distinction is it says on the sidewall not DOT and not or yeah non DOT and not for highway use. If I remember correctly, Chris, I swear to fucking God. Um, but I believe that is the key difference. I don't think it says red or blue label on the sidewall. I know that the tires that I had when I was in Connecticut said not for DOT use. Uh, or a not blue label says use. not for highway use. No, I believe blue labels no. say for highway use. My oh, okay. What about black have. labels? What are all the different labels for BFGs? Uh, uh, it's red and blue label are for crawlers. Uh, black labels, I believe, are Patagonias. Correct. And... Which those would say not for highway use. Yep. 
Um, mm -hmm. And then I think the green ones are the Aturo knife stickies. Um, yeah, but I'm then, talking about BFGs. Isn't there... Oh, is, is BFG just blue and... Oh, for crawlers. Okay. For crawlers. It's just blue and red blue and for red. crawlers. And okay. And uh, for the KR3... Who would buy have... blue label crawlers? Uh, surprisingly, like... they were a fairly popular tire uh, back in the day. And they yeah, and they sell them in 35s. Yeah. No other, no other tire... Yeah, sorry, God. Yeah. No, Nobody I was agreeing with you. Stickies in 35s. So, something... Or, well... Quote unquote oh, no. stickies because they're not really stickies. They're just a softer tire comp. Yeah, like like Luke's Nittos that he can. I don't know. Sean's are not soft. It's I'm like pretty sure holding they're a fucking not coconut. Specs. Um, <laughs> did you say a coconut? Yeah, it, there's oh they're as tough as a coconut. <laughs> well, also you have to realize too that it, if it's a different tire compound, then it's not going to hold up over time like a red label will. So those might be great. No, I mean I think honestly the red color. labels, the old red labels are the same way. They get kind of kind of tough, but apparently they still work the same. Yeah, so. you warm them up and they're fucking good to go. Supposedly you can yeah. I mean, like transmission fluid too to kind of rejuvenate them. Mm. I did not know that. Really? Yeah. Uh, Colt, this part of Bleak Jeep now. Uh, he's he's ran red labels for a long time, and he said that you can. Um, if you get a set that are like old and they're cracked up and they look really bad, just spray them with ATF and let them sit. And you know, that ATF will like, I guess, penetrate the rubber and make them soft again. There uh, you I go, guess, Graham. I'll, I'll we'll test that out. The tires I've got forty inch reds that are sitting and they're they're rough. They still have some tread on them. Like you should run those at Roush. You should definitely. Bring uh, those well, with hopefully you Sean's tires. Jeep will be at Roush, so he'll be running them. Dude. I have no complaints with my uh, uh, you know who won't razors be at right now. The trail trash guys. <laughs> <laughs> Oof. Thanks, oh, Luke. What? <laughs> <laughs> Cody's the one that just gave you shit there. That's not. You told me they weren't coming. Listen, I yeah, that help. is true. Just that straight up lying. Oof. Oof. It's all right. It's all right. I get it. You know, we drove down to Tennessee, but it, it's okay. It's okay. I get it. You know, <laughs> Luke was really cool about this. I don't know what your problem is. Luke was like, it's fine. I don't care. But we were sitting there together having breakfast at Cracker Barrel. So I can see how. Yeah, that's that's different. You know, I might not be giving you shit at Cracker Barrel because I'm stuffing my face with some food. But right now, you're fair game. I'm, I'm ready to go. Hey, man. <laughs> That doesn't make sense to me if it's on their normal weekend for yeah, whatever. Yeah, because they, they but, like to go to a car and shine or park and shine or whatever they do. <laughs> but, Listen, if Tennessee lined up with like Badlands, we would probably wouldn't go to Tennessee. Yeah, and that's, I'm still going to bully the Praetors because we all know that's part of the entertaining side of Trail Trash. So, Are they well, still planning on going? There was talks of it. I know Eddie, Eddie's family was definitely really considering it regardless of what anybody else did. Um, yeah, and Sam's going, so yep. it should making... be a good time this year. It's coming oh, yeah. up fast. Look at all the content yeah. you guys could, you know, have. Look at that. <laughs> all your southern boy content won't you know you can have some New England content. Yeah, that's not me. New England. That's like middle New England is like F and It's F. close. It's close. No, I'm saying I'm saying the it's people. I'm saying the people yeah. not not the fucking yeah, it's PA is not considered New England. No, you're right. Okay, but it's still right. just clarifying. 
it's all good it's all good either way i get it i just have to give you a hard time because i was excited to see you guys come up to roush that's all so i feel a little sad you know i'm a little hurt well so i have to give you shit you know cody <laughs> you yep. will probably be able to bully them into good evening ranch and i'm not going to good evening ranch so i don't give a fuck oh so this is where we start bullying you oh no. yeah we're, we're definitely going to that no, because so, I got a plan for a cage build. So after Roush, I got to start saving money. Nobody's right? building your cage. Um, nope. if, if I'm at Good Evening Ranch, I'm not building your cage. Well, no shit. It wouldn't be done in a day. <laughs> I, it took you 10 years for my steering box. You know, I can only imagine what a cage is going to oh, take. Oh, it's going gonna, it's gonna <laughs> to take you about 20 years to put it in. I don't want to hear it. I should have <laughs> taken longer. Should have been more on my back burner. <laughs> The amount of shit thrown this episode is uh, prime. It's called ExoFab, Cody. X uh, yeah, but like I, you know, I look like Stevie Wonder's guy. No, you could do the welder, welder D. Right? Isn't the welder D internal? If you want to be no, one of those that one's like, the, internal um, boys. It's also hybrid. Oh, oh yeah, well, yeah. It just has that weird D pillar that isn't a D pillar. It's just so, kind of like cargo and it's protection. Got, it's got stuff that you can run behind the front fenders. I think I don't know if that's an add-on. Oh yeah, it, it is because JB our buddy JB, yep. who has an XJ with the welder D, uh, has those. It looks uh, terrible. Sorry. Sorry. I think he also it did horrible. it differently than um, the original design. Not throwing shade at JB, just saying it does not look like the way that the welder D kit looks on their website. Uh, yeah, I don't know. To each their own with that. I I don't. I like having the sheet metal on my fenders, but I can see the benefits of not having it, right? You're not mm -hmm. scrubbing your fucking tire on the on the poorly cut fenders that you didn't cut uh, and, and, also, and stuff like that. If you only wheel twice a year, the chances of a oh, rollo... They're very low. God. They're very low. You're correct. This guy. You know, <laughs> actually, so to be fair, you're, you're not wrong, sadly. <laughs> that is true because it'll be Roush and fucking Badlands, which is terrible. But you're right. <laughs> Fuck. Well, you've got the super duties. You It'll can wheel every that. weekend uh, if you actually... I don't, I don't know why you can't wheel your Jeep now. You didn't break it. I broke my Jeep more than you broke yours. You're right. You're damn right. I the only thing I broke is I bent the shackle, but like, who cares about thirty bucks? Like, I did great, <laughs> and I, and I only broke it because I chose to literally go where everybody was like, "Nah, don't go that way." And I'm like, I want to have fun, and then just turned into the shit line. It was like, well, here we are. <laughs> yeah, and shackles are easy. You just get better oh, shackles yeah. that don't bend, and then you're good. No, but I'm gonna I'm gonna redo the rear. I need new leaves. I need the shackle boxes, so I might as well just grab them all at the same time and do it. Oh god, that'll take another yeah, fifty years. Oh shut up! <laughs> it's simple and it's super easy. I just gotta do it. That's the problem. I just gotta get my lazy ass off <laughs> out of the house. <laughs> How do you motivate yourself to work on your Jeep, John? Cody needs some inspiration here. He works at a shop, doesn't he? <laughs> I guess Cody I didn't always work at a shop. I don't. I really don't know. I guess I'm a pretty self motivated person, and once I start something, it's never that I. I'm not in a hurry to get it done. Like I don't want to do this anymore. I'm just like I want to see the final product, so I just push myself to get it done. And on the other end of the spectrum, Cody, I get a text from Casey because Casey seems to be the inclusive one here, saying that uh, we're going out in two weeks, so you better have your Jeep done. IG? No, I'm saying Casey will uh text me. Well, I mean, if you want Casey to text oh, you, oh. 
Yeah, I'm sure you. we can arrange that. He seems like he's a very nice gentleman in that regard. <laughs> but like again, nothing like all the properties near me don't get me excited anymore. You know, like okay, what are we gonna we gonna go to bad uh, battlegrounds? We've done that seventeen times. What are we gonna do? Go to fucking badlands? We've done that eight times. Okay, we're gonna go to um. Okay, but that's also f like fourteen fucking hours. We can talk about uh, that later. But good that's evening, thing, like, it should be like eight and a half from you. Oh, that's really not terrible. That's not. Yeah, terrible. it's ten from me. That's not. If bad. I start in framing him, so like add another hour, then we're good. Yeah, eleven. So again, like it's it's that's probably where I'm losing the motivation is like all the properties that we're going to on like these local events. I've been to. Yeah, a but see, times. that's where you're where it's you're like, wrong I'm... because okay, you're looking at the the line from a perspective of 35s and stock axles. Correct. And because that's what I have. Yep. So that would make sense. Yes. But if I was if I had 40s and tons, absolutely. I'd be looking at Badlands totally different because Badlands has a bunch of reds. You're absolutely correct. I so just... at, at the moment for the stuff that I have, like the availability to build on my Jeep and we can we can move on from this topic because oh. we've talked about my ship a million fucking times and I'm sure people are tired of hearing about it but yeah no, you're fine. absolutely correct if i if my jeep no i think red, you're then... you're fun to pick on because you're at a point in you know your off-roading adventure here uh <laughs> where i think a lot of people are and i hate to say it but it's definitely kind of like the the speed trap right i feel like that that level of uh a build can be what you know, that can be where you stay and you can be happy there. Don't get me wrong. Like you can build a rig on 35s and stock suspension or stock axles and, you know, you know, a, a probably not stock suspension, a modified suspension to work for whatever you're doing and have an absolute blast. But at the same time, you can go off the fucking deep end and spend shitloads of money and make your rig incredibly fat and uh, in some ways less capable, uh, yeah. but in other ways, way more capable and yep. then you end up in different situations just a, a different situation i won't say it's necessarily better i think it's more fun because i spend less time worrying about whether i'm going to break my axles or break a u-joint um, i don't worry about that ever to be honest with you so keep stairs can i just throw this out there cody one thing that nope. is going to absolutely change wheeling for you is the winch and it sounds really dumb to say that from, you know, my perspective, no, because I did right. tons, and then I did a winch. I've never had a vehicle with a winch until I went to tons, which is a really weird thing, and we'll talk, you can bully me on that in a second, but the thing that changed that was suddenly it made more things on the table because there was always the backup plan that didn't involve someone else uh and also like, it opens up f and f it does so open up f and f i completely agree with you if you go to f and f you're just gonna want a buggy yeah well, correct which i've but again but that's already what i fucking want I've well you don't need to have a rig to go to f and f you know uh oh is, so i could you can just go i mean no you can't just go there but oh, you can go there, go there like literally beg chris to take you on a ride one of the times oh, they go or chris, i realized i need fat boy seats because like what brings me back to the whole internal cage thing is totally fucking dead because there's no way i'm fitting a fat boy seat in that jeep and then also having an internal cage 
and like Luke can flabbergast his arms all around all he wants, but no, you're absolutely like there's no way an internal's working because like sitting in like okay, I could sit in your seats, Graham. Yeah, I'm I'm all right, you know, I'm feeling all right, but like I was impressed that Chris was able to drive my Jeep. Yeah. What? Oh, what? He, yeah. Chris drove my Jeep. He was because when we pulled it off the trailer when we got to Badlands, he was like, "Oh yeah, I'll take it." I was, I was like, "Okay, if you can fit in there and you can hit, you can, you know, it, you can actually manage to get your, uh, you know, feet not scrunched up against the wheel or the the front. And that's not the. I guess it's the dashboard, like the kick panel. Uh, like go for it, because I my compartment is very small, and Chris made it work. He drove it right on up. <laughs> Um, uh, I was impressed because everybody was bitches about how tight the space is, and, and Chris isn't a small dude. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it, just, it was, just, uh, it was funny. My legs. I don't know. You must just have like orangutan legs. I think they've got short legs. That his maybe. arms. That his arms were long. I thought that's what it was. Luke's arms? Yeah, I thought his arms were long. I don't fucking know. We can move on from this. Though. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure um, people have heard this a million times. But. So if you guys want to, I think we could go back to fifty through thirteen a little bit, and then yeah, we I we got talk, pretty sidetracked. I want to talk about what's going on in the shop at your end, Graham, because we haven't really formally actually. It's been like talked about a little bit, but yeah, I didn't realize when I touched on that, I didn't realize how much we hadn't talked about. So I can go into more on that if we want, but definitely finish up talking about fifty three yeah. thirteen. I want to hear how you got yourself into your situation and i'm sure there was other stuff that uh i'll let uh john, john would probably be a better person because i couldn't see shit when i was driving in there like i just could not see the rocks and drove by braille so and there were no bumps so you didn't know where the you know no, that... no stop sign there's a whole section that used to be just like their rock garden. They had just brought rocks in and just piled them up. And over the years, the rocks have just kind of disappeared. Like, I don't know if they get kicked loose kind of, and then they just roll off or whatever happens. That but is they're... definitely what happens. You were playing a major part of that. <laughs> there, there aren't many left. So the ones that are there are really big. And uh, I mean, that rock was probably almost three feet tall and he got his front tire over it which sat the slider on it and he continued to drive forward and the front of the jeep kind of went down and the back of the jeep went up and it i mean the rock was holding it up and the suspension was pretty much full droop on the passenger rear <laughs> and his drive shaft was like maybe an inch away from this rock it was a good time yeah um <laughs> The title of this episode came from, I think it was either John or Casey, but the low town light just came on. <laughs> <laughs> Who and... came up with the uh, with the caption for that video, by the way? Because that was phenomenal, whoever did yeah. that. That was me. I do 100% of the Instagram posts. <laughs> that was incredible. It was like the perfect thing, and I'm like, yep, that's Luke. <laughs> <laughs> so good. Yeah. Um... <laughs> Another thing that we did that was really cool, uh, besides me getting hung up, was we went to, I'm sure you guys have seen the video, but the spot where Dwight got a ton of air, neutral dropping the YJ, and there's like the picture of him in the air, um, 
and it was taken at 53.13. So we went down to this spot, and the video, of course, doesn't do it justice. It's about, what, maybe a 15-foot-tall wall? Yeah, probably so. But the run-up to it is a mud puddle. Oh, fun. Um, needless to say, the only person that made it was Todd on the 43 Mickeys with the 6-liter that's been tuned and... What's that thing making? About five? Um, I don't think it's ever actually been on a dyno, so I'm not sure. You know more about the parts that are in it than I do. I would say it... I'm going to put it at a healthy 450. The numbers yeah. don't matter. It climbs stuff. That's all that matters. It climbs yeah, it stuff, and it sounds phenomenal. Yeah, uh, I've, I've tried that same spot. In fact, the last time we were there... I broke the stub shaft in my Dana 50 on that hill, and that's what mm -hmm. started the whole. I'm putting an 05 plus 60 in my Jeep. You broke one stub shaft and gave up on it? I did. Oh, man. <laughs> I did. You I have fixed way it. less I, patience than I do. <laughs> I fixed it. Uh, but yeah, I broke the stub shaft on that hill and backed off. Uh, Dwight actually let me drive his Jeep. And, and hit that thing multiple times. It was wetter that day. It was really wet. I don't know how I broke a stub shaft on literally a dirt hill. Like, there's no <laughs> track. Mm -hmm. uh, but so, I, I tried it again and still couldn't get up it. Yeah, it wasn't, like, super dry that day that we went, but it wasn't wet either. And he was giving it to it. Like, that video probably was one of the better looking videos but there was a couple of times where he loaded that thing up and i was just like sitting there thinking this thing's got a 231 in it it's when <laughs> is the front output coming off he was just like no they it. don't die like that the chain just slips and you end up with that really sad noise yeah. and your jeep doesn't move anywhere yeah uh but yeah, I, I guess it still would because only the front would slip. Hmm. I was consciously like right hand on the shifter. And as soon as it didn't go up, because I knew it was coming backwards, I just clicked it into neutral. So I took the, the load off of it before I came back down the, the hill. And what do you do? You have a reverse manual valve body in the thing? I do, do so. that. Yeah. yeah. All that fancy stuff for some. You could just get a pedal for that, you know. Mm. <laughs> I will say that I can't guarantee it'll shift you to second man, automatically, but uh, <laughs> oh shit, so I had to. <laughs> so, really dumb question, but if you have a reverse manual valve body, is there any way to put a drive like so it would shift normally at the bottom, or is that just not an option? Nope. If you do a reverse valve body, it's only available as a manual option. Okay, just you know, point of curiosity, yeah. Um, because I manuals and all that um but it that hill is fun I had a blast I hit it three times uh twice in first gear and it just didn't want it so I tried it in second and it bogged out on me and you need more transfer yeah. and that's that's one of those spots like I got I hit that thing the first time and I was like I'm not going up this but then Todd was there going Oh my god, that thing sounds so good. Move over a little bit right again. <laughs> okay. 
you were really close. There was one little like six inch tall rock sitting there. You'd get your tire up on it. It would start spinning and then you'd just start sliding backwards. If I clicked second, it might have gone up because I could have got more wheel speed. But if it didn't, I don't think I would have got back in neutral soon enough. Yeah, you've got the gates that you have to work through, right? Yeah. Okay. You can cut the gates off. No rules. I cut right? some of the gates out so I can go from like first to neutral with no gate. So it's just a straight push. Yeah. Uh, but then to go to second, I have to click it over to the left and back. I mean, that makes sense to me just for not rolling. Yeah, the I guess problem with if you, if you completely cut the gates out, the problem is... You can miss a... You can put it in a gear you don't want, I assume, right? Or or you can actually run it like between gears and it'll still move, but it's not good for yeah. the crank. Yeah, okay. That's yeah. fair. Well, I guess you just got to sit in the Jeep for about 20 hours just shifting right. it to second right. to right. neutral. Yeah. Second to neutral. Yeah. I should do that too. <laughs> Um, first to second first to second yeah. so <laughs> how did my rear suspension do with that because that's the first time that I actually like got it up where the nose was really coming up and it didn't feel bad in the cab but the video doesn't show anything of that so it didn't look bad I mean you looked okay. completely stable I actually didn't realize that I was picking my front tire up when I slid back oh, yeah, down until were. I watched the video um it didn't feel bad at all. I just wanted to know if it was pushing up or pushing down. Your Jeep always looks like it's would feel bad, and then you're always like, "Oh no, it felt fun." No, yeah. and it, it felt just, perfectly yeah. fine. Just like yeah. okay, cool. Um, when I launched it in second, though, I did feel it squat, which was kind of weird. But you know, then the bigger just springs out. in that bitch. Yeah, something like that. I definitely need more horse ponies. Um, if I'm going to play on like stupid shit like that. It doesn't feel bad when you're crawling at like AOP, but then when you get into something where it's all wheel speed, nah, it's just not there. Well, you could put more gearing in it before you go ahead and uh, throw four LSs at it. It's going to be yeah, five. But... Thank you. I uh, know. Knowing you, probably uh, will be. I, look, you say that, but look at Dwight. Dwight has put one engine in his. The same engine's been in there. Yeah, no. he's like the holy grail. Like, I mean, he's just—he's doing it all right. Um, That's the thing. Like, he took his engine to a machine shop. He had somebody at a machine shop put his together, and that's yeah, been no issues. No, that's the smart way to do it. It hasn't been touched. Yeah, he did. Um... If I, I don't think right, Luke's it's... that smart. I'm not that smart. I wouldn't do that. Are I'd you kidding blow through me? Five dude? of them. No, at the same point as you. In time, I am done with that stupid shit. It's going to a reasonable machine shop, and I'm going to pick it up and put headers on it and put the intake on it and put it in. I am not going to do the cam myself. I'm going to let them do the bearings. I'm going to let them do all that shit. So it's not on me. Well, yeah, yeah. you can I mean, just buy an Atlas for that what? money. And see if that makes your four O last a little longer. The Power only wise. the only reason that my initial LS had any kind of issue is because I prepped all the surfaces with a red roll lock disc. And I've never ever heard anybody say don't use one of those on an engine. That's literally what they're made for. Um 
But when I took it to the machine shop, the machinist I used had been a machinist for a long time. Mm-hmm. And as soon as he flipped the block over and looked at the oil pan surface, he went, who did that? And I was like, what are you talking about? He said, who prepped this? And I said, I did. He said, what'd you use? I was like, a, a red Rolock disc. And he was like, oh, that's what killed your engine. What? Like, that's, that, that fiber just stuck inside the block. And as soon as you started running it, it started making its way through all the bearings. And he was like, it, it just, it eats the bearings up to the point where they just. I mean, it, it makes sense. You're putting an abrasive in an engine. Yeah. Like On the bearings, which are supposed to wear. Yeah. Jesus, that sucks. Yeah. yeah. Well, more you know. No more red Rolox. Or no more red Rolox. the other option would be it's getting a bone stock like LS that hasn't been opened up and the magic hasn't been let out of it. Those are the only two ways I think that you can do an LS. If you open it up, it seems like that's how you get problems. Yeah, but the thing with doing that is, like, if you then bought, it's just look at the draw, right? You can get or, a junk one, or you or get you, a, buy, you buy a complete vehicle so you can start it. Yeah, and that I mean the the way to do it is to take it out of a truck you own that you know runs okay and hasn't had many issues, and then just plop it in, right? Exactly. Just daily drive it for six months, see how it does. <laughs> Warm it up. God knows what the previous owner was doing with it. Yeah. Um and I gotta say it's just we had one of those like really nice quiet trail days. Ton of fun when you get four people out there. Even if it's a small less than ideal property. The cool part about it for me was like I got to go and run my Jeep through a ton of different stuff that I would never get to do at like AOP. At AOP, I don't know anywhere that I'm going to get it up to 45. But at five, or 5313, I could. Um, yeah. So I know that like it does, it handles like a boat when you're going 45 and on a loose surface. So for Roush, I'm going to take it a little bit easier on the greens. We're going to keep it below 35 on the greens. And or you could just get a sway bar, and then it wouldn't be like a boat. I don't like you, and I don't like your logic. I'd probably start with some uh, limit straps, but the limit straps oh, yeah. are going. That in. would probably help too. Yeah. Um, <laughs> hmm. I talked to a friend of mine who's got the concrete pad that I can work on now, and I'm gonna just bring it over there and measure it. Or when I'm down at Trail Trash, hanging out with them, I'll just measure it get in some limit straps i did order the tabs so i've got the tabs coming i figured i'll weld the tabs in where they fit and then i'll put the strap in once i have the measurements if i need a 15 i can order a 14 you know or a 16 and just make that work i need limit straps front and rear i want to put them up front as well because the front droops out to the point where the coil won't unseat but i've you know, when there's two and a half inches of useless travel going on, I could limit that down to one, and mm-hmm. I'm less likely to launch the spring, and I'm not going to use my shock as the limit strap then. Same thing in the rear. Like, you know, if I go from 14 inches of travel down to 13 and a half, am I really losing all that much? I know there's that video of that dude who was using his... Uh, or It's not that he wasn't... There was more thing. The video of the whole Jeep, like, falling apart... And it was like, oh, this is why you need limit straps. Well, no. I mean, yes, but no. <laughs> my shocks were my... I had limit straps. 
but they were they were too long, and I forget why I didn't extend them because I want I think it was because I wanted to have um, more travel. I wanted to put more travel higher travel shocks in. I think I had um, uh, you had Collins 14s. That's what the deal was with that. Yeah, but those are in the rear of my Jeep now, and I wanted to get 14s for the front, so I put the limit straps at like. 13 and the shock i had in it for the longest time uh was a in just one of the i want to say it was a bilstein 5100 yep don't know i don't even the stickers were gone i bought them for 100 bucks they weren't great they weren't horrible Uh, i had them in that thing for like two years the limit straps did jack shit and granted the the cups were pulling down like you could tell it was the limit strap but they never broke on me, and they were not installed that well. Uh, I mean, you do need limit straps, don't get me wrong, but I don't think your Jeep's going to fall apart without them. I don't think it's going to fall apart. I just don't want to blow my coilovers up just yet. Yeah, you don't have coilovers in the front. Put them in the really? back for sure. Yeah, you don't want to... My limits are set way conservative on my coilovers, so I don't blow anything up, but I don't. I didn't care about the, you know, the whole... Uh, shitty hundred dollar bill steins let them fall out yeah i've got the cheap bill steins up front i'm not as worried about them but i definitely want them in the rear before roush uh that's a big thing the, yeah. the front it'd be easy because right behind your engine mount brackets on both sides there should be a threaded hole in the unibody i used uh this was with when i started really? tools, but there's a yeah. threaded hole in the unibody yeah it's like a i don't know what it was for but Maybe it was for where like the engine mount would go if you got a four cylinder, because I would imagine the engine mount would be further back. Or if it was uh, left hand, right hand uh, drive. Maybe could then. be something to do with that too. I'm not sure, but they're they're in the same spot on both sides, and I used those bolt holes because they've got like you know the nuts welded on the inside. Are the two mm-hmm. on the bottom of the unibody, or are they are they on the side facing towards the engine? On the side facing towards the engine. Oh, okay, never mind that. I thought you were talking about on the, the inside. Uh, I I don't know. Yeah. I am not willing to use those. Um, I was just going to weld the tab in over the stiffener because of the amount of problems I've had with the inner frame rail cracking. Yes, but like if it works, it works. I mean, I'm well, not faulting that, but like my unibody has definitely seen better days. I'd rather if you're the... like, I never had an issue with it. I I ran them that way with one ton so a ton of weight but also never jumped my jeep so it was never like an abrupt yank on the limit strap it's just you know slow steady tension mm-hmm. um, but i bolted them there and then i just bolted them through where the shocks bolted at the axle and yeah it was good i'm thinking that i'm just gonna put a tab next to the shock and then put a tab uh on the inner frame yeah and at the Turn time i didn't even frame outer frame I didn't even have frame stiffeners at the time, so. Oh boy. Oh yeah, that makes sense then. I wouldn't yeah. want to weld a tab onto a. You know, yeah. The factory sheet metal. That's how you tuna can your frame rail. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be something to see. What so, happened? Oh god. What happened there? I uh, got a little too throttle happy and opened up my Jeep and. Mm. In that case, I your shock would become the limit strap when the limit strap failed. Because the shock mounting point would be stronger, but yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's what I'm currently doing. Is somehow I didn't blow the shit out of them at fucking Badlands. I'm not running limits, but so John, have you done anything new to your your rig recently? 
Um, I put the uh, leaf springs out of Casey's XJ in my Jeep because mine were uh, beyond wore out. Like, with it sitting on its own weight, they were wavy, and you could see <laughs> between all the leaves. <laughs> oh, jeez. Yeah, they were they were really bad. And part of that was because I ran them so long with no uh, anti-rat bar. Yeah. So they were getting twisted really, really hard. I'm surprised I never broke a leaf because those were the leaf springs that I put in that Jeep right after I got it when I put the four and a half inch rough country lift on it. Wow. Holy so, shit. Something lasted that long. That's pretty good, at least. And I ran them for a while with a leaf taken out because I did shackle relocation brackets, but didn't want to raise the right height. So I did the brackets and took a leaf out. Wow. And yes. So are they, is it a factory pack or is it a, like a lift pack, like a four inch? It it was the, a complete leaf spring from rough country. Okay. So it was the rough country leaves. I had pretty good luck with mine too. The only reason I stopped using them is because I landed on it weird and it, bent one whole side like the main leaf was just junk at that point i was like well that that was the only problem with them though everything else about him was fine uh really couldn't complain for for the price on those they lasted a long ass time yeah yeah i got no complaints with them and so i uh casey obviously didn't reuse his leaves because the leaves on the mj are different so his were just sitting in the floor and uh, i swapped those in and I've had issues with the bump stops. I think we might have even talked about this um, after the meet and beat. Yeah, we did. Uh, how the, the bump stops would like bend in. Mm-hmm. So I was going to completely redo them and put different bump stops on it. But I didn't really want to weld anything in there permanently because at some point I want to do the rear stiffeners from barn full drive and then do the, the coilovers in the back. Um. So I was just kind of contemplating what I wanted to do, and I came up with a simple solution, which was to just flip those bump stops over and weld them to what the bump stop was hitting on the axle side so that it just comes up and hits the uh, unit rail section. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you've got like reverse air bumps on it now, or whatever it is. Bump bumps. Yeah, the bumps are on the axle side instead of the body side. Okay. It and they're welded. Yeah, I got no complaints. I mean, huh. he was definitely moving pretty quick, and it seemed like the Jeep was pretty smooth. That's always good. So, yeah, do you before have anything... my oh, the bump stop, that was obnoxious. Yeah, yeah, I can imagine. So, they were folding in on the on the rail or was it oh, it's it's a the, so they're like a factory replacement oh they just go in that factory spot and they were tweaking because of the yeah, way it mounts so they just it was just these little you know metal tabs that would bolt in yep and yeah the it's just the way they're structured it would just bend the metal part of the bump oh bump. yeah because you uh, especially when you put it at an angle right it's just pushing on the side of that thing right exactly and that, yeah. that. Okay. Now, that makes sense now the, stop, now the bump stop moves with the axle so it's always hitting a little bit more square. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, that's, uh, I don't know, my front air bumps are getting hammered, and I don't know why. I definitely need to put more air in them. 
they were doing pretty good up until I got back from Badlands and then saw that both of them were bottomed out, like just completely. And then I'm already crushing one of the plastic caps on the uh, on the driver's side. That's it's wild. sitting way more level than it was before. I was worried that it was... I think that might just be the leaf springs fucking me though, but it wasn't sitting level. And I wasn't sure if there was something going on with the coilovers, but it leveled out when I beat the crap out of it. But now my bump stops are not uh, not holding up any more pressure. And they're already way too big. Like I've got a four inch bump and I definitely should have a two inch. Yeah. But it doesn't seem like it's uh I don't I never feel them. People were like, Oh, you feel that, that bump? I was like, No. <laughs> I don't I, just... I can hear mine when they touch. Huh. But I, yeah, I, I haven't really noticed it. As soon as I do, it's gonna bug the hell out of me, but I'm just gonna keep not listening for it and we'll be okay i haven't noticed them hindering me in any way right like i haven't noticed that they're impeding you know pushing my body away from or trying to center anything i'm sure it is doing that to some extent but it seems like at least with how much pressure i have in them now it'll it'll dampen it but it doesn't stop it from you know, flexing out to where it's supposed to. I don't know if that's uh, how it's supposed to work or what. I think I put it more than what was recommended for pressure in the thing. So I don't know. I need more, I well, guess. Do you know how much pressure you got in there? At least 300. Oh, geez. I think I got like 150 in mine. Yeah, I think it's got 300. Which maybe I like, think I know. Maybe that's wrong. I don't know. Now you're making me second guess that. <laughs> maybe it's like 250. 200. I think. 225 uh, it's it's more than 150 that's for sure i think I they think came with 200 in it or some shit i want to say the ride flow spec was like maxed it maybe max is 300 200 yeah, I, I don't know i didn't max them i know that much i'd have to look at them i it's have to seeming like they're uh, getting the shit being out of them yeah i don't know yeah mine, mine bought them out too i should probably add some to mine yeah, I wouldn't if I wouldn't be I wouldn't worry about it bottoming out until it's like cracking the fucking cover already. They're not that old. Like I get it that they they're gonna get beat up, but it's it's already like messing that driver's side up and I don't know why. So maybe I'm just putting it at weird angles when I had to have it flexed out and it's crushing it, but I don't know. My bump pad is a little fucky, so just deal with it, I guess. Fix it up a little bit. Maybe the front is not getting any work done other than maybe I'll charge those things up a little more. The back uh, needs a lot of work, as we've talked about. Just can't hang. I'm working on sourcing parts for that, but the green Jeep is my priority. Uh, I got to get that done. So before we segue into the green Jeep, because I do want to talk about that. John, what was the carnage for you from 5313? Uh, broke the urethane transmission mount you gonna go over to a bushing style or are you gonna just replace the mount and wheel it i'm gonna replace the mount wheel it because um i'm still kind of on the fence about buying that alpine peak precision full front rear cross member belly skid piece um and when i do that i, I don't want to yeah that'd be a pain in the ass to the not other one... use that other mount Another one that's worth looking into would be the Iron Man 4x4 fab kit. Uh, yeah. That's a full belly skit as well. I'm not saying it's better. I'm not saying it's worse. I'm just saying it's another option. 
I, we have the APP. This is perfect. We can segue right into the green Jeep. I've got that sitting in the back of the green one. I have one more bracket from the old Clayton um, cross member, front cross member that I need to cut out. And then they've got this like 90 degrees like L bracket that goes down in two spots. I think that's original from the original guy who built it. I don't think I'm going to have to take that out. But as soon as I figure out if I do or don't have to do that, I'm going to start putting it on. I'm just going to say the kit looks phenomenal. Like you look at it, it's like a work of art. Like it, it's one of the coolest looking kits, I, I think, on the market. And it seems like it all is going to work. I mean, it's it's a perfect starting point because you can just, right? I mean, you've got axles that have mounts on them, so you'd probably just make it work. But for this guy, um, right, I'm just going to put the belly pan on, put the links in roughly you know i'll probably mock it up with pvc or something we'll see what i have lying around i think we have old links that we're going to try um and we'll just weld on the axle mounts you know in sane places so it all works and doesn't bind up the only thing that i think is a little weird about the alpine peak kit is the upper link mounts on the front are kind of narrow so if you're not running a heim or you have to run a Heim, I think. I could be wrong. Maybe that's for... No, it's got to be for the front. Um, and it's just so they can clear probably the exhaust and the transfer case. So I get why they had to do it. The separation's pretty good. I haven't measured it. But it is a narrower upper mount. So you couldn't run a Johnny joint or anything. So which is my only sort of... Eh. One thing that I will say that I do not like about that kit is that that kit... Um, with the way it is constructed, you lose the ability to widen the mounts at the rear axle due to the way the triangulated forelink is built. And my problem with that is that they are so narrow at the frame side, you have to almost tuck them in close to each other at the axle side to get enough triangulation out of it. Whereas if it was further out and you had to sacrifice your exhaust in exchange, uh, you could widen the mounts at the axle, which is my only regret on my forelink. It's very stable, but I could have made it feel better in the cabin by instead of having my mounts be where they are as far as like the roll center and everything and we're going to get off into the weeds on this tangent but if i had spaced the mounts out to the outer edge of the truss and put about six inches of separation in the outer mounts i would have improved the i believe it would be roll axis i'm sorry not roll. well that's center. on the axle right you're talking about axle separation Yes, but the reason that this ties in with the Alpine one is because they are moved in about an extra three quarters to foot inward from where my outer mounts are. So you have to almost keep them really narrow at the axle side in order to keep your triangulation where you want it to keep the rear axle located. Because of... So are you saying that the mounts on the body side need to be further apart i am the okay and they're not and because of that to keep the triangulation you need to tighten it all up on the uh, axle yes and so if you had widened them at the body side and i understand why they're not as wide at the body side as they could be they could be right up against the unibody rails 
but then you can't get your exhaust through there, which on a bolt-on kit, I can understand why it was done how it is done, but that is my only real complaint. Okay. Yeah, I didn't really think about that. I mean, personally, I think it's probably the best bolt-on kit, and it it's surprisingly bolt-on. I think there's some stuff you got to weld on, obviously, with any three-link, four-link yeah. kit, you're going to have to do some welding, but... Uh, I mean, it's a lot of it is bolt together. You don't have to do any crazy. There is welding involved, like I said, but it's not anything crazy. You're just welding the ends on. Um, I think they even, I could be wrong, but it, I think it might even have the factory um, holes for the original cross member. No, it does. Yeah, it actually has one extra too. It, it's out the window for this Jeep because it's covered with plate, but yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, for for a bolt-on kit, I don't think there's anything better. It looks super strong. Uh, oh. it, it's for the oh, money. And that's one other it. little grumblement is that due to the way that the uppers are ran, the lowers are also ran very narrow at the body side. Those could have been spaced out a little further to help with the stability. But that's the end of Luke's griping about four-link stuff. So I talked to Mark about his because um, from what I've seen, they don't advertise any numbers, which I get because it's going to be different based off of what you do at the axle. Mm -hmm. um, but I was just kind of curious where they would be. So um, I hit him up and we talked back and forth and he was like, I don't know. I've never actually plugged it into a calculator, but I can get the Oh, I remember this because he actually was talking to us about how to plug the numbers in or how to measure, I think, or something like that. I forget where yeah. he was asking that. He uh, he got me the numbers and I sent them to, to Brad because he's done a ton of research on this. Mm -hmm. I guess that's one of the perks of being a firefighter is all that free time you have. <laughs> Shots fired. It's true. <laughs> it's very true. <laughs> he, uh, I sent them to him and he was like, the only thing that you know that that I would change personally is I would push the upper, the rear uppers on the body side. I would push them through the floor. Like if he's like if you raise those things like three inches, it'd be a really solid setup. Huh. Which I was I mean, that makes sense. Everybody always talks trying, about, talking about that. Yeah. I was kind of trying to avoid that. If I can raise them up, but not so much that I lose the back seat, I'll do it. Like I don't well, care. You gotta look at something like um Nick LeBlanc's rig, because I think if I recall, his uppers go through the floor, but he has the back seat still. Yeah, you might have to there, like, there hit him up or dig through his pictures to see how he did it. I remember yeah. seeing a picture of them through the floor. Yeah, to get what he needed. Like, like Brad, the way Brad's is, I'm pretty sure he could put a seat in it. They don't; they're not so far up that a seat wouldn't go back in there because there's mm -hmm. that space under the seat. Yeah, and uh, so I think the deal is you just cut the floorboard out, raise those things up. I mean, that's not difficult to do. At all, if that's no. the only modification I had to make to that thing, I'd be. <laughs> we were, yeah, we were talking about this at fifty-three thirteen. My suggestion was to move them out to where the edge of the frame rail is and move them up about three inches, from what I had seen from the numbers. Yeah. Um. So at this point, why is the kit even a viable option? If you're going to be changing up the rear completely. Then you might as well. well you no, already no, have front three link. If, if you're up. somebody like Luke who has no back in his Jeep anyways, till I put one in there, uh, or you're going to be incredibly 
anal about the um, the numbers on the right getting the perfect suspension set up you know theoretically perfect right is three inches really gonna matter in a four link uh, not, 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 not I, I don't think <laughs> you like that might be the difference between like maybe one out of a hundred trails you getting up or not right uh, who fucking knows uh but if you're gonna be nitpicky and actually look at the numbers and you want numbers that work for your rig and you know we aren't worth a cherokee there's there's things you can't do within the constraints of the body there and none of us are afraid to uh take that chop wheel to half the shit on the cherokees um i don't know at least i'm i'm sort of losing that um my, one of my biggest things with it though is not necessarily um the yeah and, and, or performance but with the amount of power that i have i don't want the the body to like pick up or do anything crazy when I'm gotcha. Yeah. In the so you're, you're focused on the behavior under yeah, load. Underpowered. Yep. Yeah. And that makes sense. So you're going to be, power. you're going to want to be on the positive side of 100. If I remember correctly for your anti squat, because on the minus side of 100, it'll start to pick up. If I remember correctly, I might have that backwards because I'm getting my front versus my rear confused. But, you know. The rear picking up is a good thing, though, because then it's trans it's transferring force down to create grip. Yes. So why would, why would you no. not want it to? Why? Because the amount of horsepower that you are putting down and the ratio that the rear is pushing down, you create hopping. So when you have too much, I'm sorry. Yeah, I think I got it backwards because I think my front's at 120 and my rear's lower. Um, but when you start increasing the number uh, or the percentage that it is digging in, yep. when it does not get grip, it releases the potential energy in a hop. And when you add more horsepower behind that, the more violent it will hop. I mean, the Easter Bunny's cool in my book, so I don't know. It's up to you, John. Whatever you go with, Hoppin's pretty dope. No, but I mean, honestly, I don't. Know. That's that's so far out of my fucking realm. I'm like off in the weeds over here. I mean, so. you're gonna have some hopping if you don't have grip, regardless of what you do. I mean, Correct. I think my front is at 85 ish, and it hops. I mean, that's probably for different reasons, right? But not you're close on the to negative side but... compared to the positive side. So mine at 120, I basically cannot get my front end to hop but i am losing some potential traction for the ability to send harder Correct. same thing in the rear with the way my setup is built it it's less inclined to hop and more inclined to slip a little bit which has its negatives but at the same time due to my driving style when i'm in the throttle excuse me when i'm in the throttle it to me was the trade that was worth making. And that's where these numbers start to get really like anal and driving style dependent. Mm. Yep. The world's your oyster. You can put your links wherever you want. You don't even have to measure them and you just see how it does. And that's really the best way to do it. Question um, for you. Would with having a rear suck down, would that eliminate some of the hop? It's not but, going to um, it's going to eliminate the push-off effect. It's not going to eliminate the hop effect. 
So what the push-off effect is, you know how you'll see some rigs where when they go to get on the throttle, the ass end just, like, falls out from under them? It'll eliminate that. But oh. the forces that are contributing to the hopping motion will still be there because it's inherent to the geometry. Gotcha. And, I mean, now we're talking about having to make space to put a winch back there or move a link three inches. Yeah. Yep. Yep. You're not wrong. <laughs> Fuck. I'm telling you, man, I'm in the weeds. I'm just trying to pull myself out. That's all. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I mean, this is like, this is where, you know, how my Jeep ended up without the floor section because I didn't want to deal with this and I never had someone in the back seat because it's a two door. That's yeah. how we ended up here. Yeah. And, and then they'll get like Jason Ramsey's. Or you look at Curtis's, they did the same thing with, uh, eh, fuck it, better geometry, no rear seat. Yeah. Or floor, for that matter. So, fuck. I don't know. That's a tough choice. I mean, I think, personally, for me, I'd say fuck the floor and just get better at sheet metal. Because you can not, like, it's just foam in a rear seat. So just... Yeah, but John's Jeep is fit. nice. I wouldn't want to... I'd think yeah. you got to keep the back seat... And what is he? Uh, what is he gonna do? Sell it in the future? No, he's gonna beat the shit out no. of it until it rolls over, and catches on fire, and then he's gonna build a buggy. We we know that's gonna happen. It's so, gonna I'm become a buggy. Stop. Exactly. So maybe it's time to consider going that route and just keeping the rear seat. <laughs> or no, yeah, let's go. He's on thirty fives and his body smashed up. I ain't no, got a rear seat though. Kids. Fuck. Who has? I, yeah, I have to have a back seat. You have a kid. He's got. Multiple. I have two. Since fucking when? I didn't know this. Yeah, about ten years ago. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck! I didn't know that. Okay, well then that's that's fair. Um, I mean, you could do one seat. How many kids you got? Maybe they could Dude. squeeze. Dude, what about a fat boy seat? Do you think they'd squeeze together nicely? I want a uh, PRP like a TJ seat to match my front seat. I know it'll be narrow, but I want to do a PRP seat and then have like a little bit of storage on both sides. Okay, hear me out. What if you tilt it back on a 45? So they're kind of laying down. They can't see the trail, which sucks, but... We're going to put a sunroof in there for them? <laughs> yes, but hear me out. It's like right, It's like they went to Six Flags or Disney World, and they're on a roller coaster now every time they go out wheeling, and you get... Every time they go to soccer. Cool. Yeah, it'll be great. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I think... And it's also, that occasionally some shithead shows up to a ride with no rig and I'm having to pile his people in my Jeep. Yeah, mm. yeah, you're right. And, mm. and to be so fair, fun. I didn't plan for the peoples, okay? <laughs> I, I planned for me and one other. There was no plan for the peoples. You know, <laughs> I figured I could just, like, I was offered a, a seat right off the rip. My my uh, camping neighbor was like, you don't have a rig? And I'm like, nah, we didn't bring it. He goes, well, I got an open seat. Boom. I'm like, sweet. And I know that Graham's got an open seat in his rig. Boom. I'm good. And then it's like two more. And I'm like, Okay, we'll make it work. <laughs> so I don't know. No, I like having a. So then maybe the back to... there, right? You weigh yeah. it back down. Ooh, what if you do old station wagon style? Hear me out. Hear me out. Kind of crazy. Do you have a seat the fuel cell? <laughs> I, I do have a fuel cell. I have the fuel. Okay. Okay. I have I the same it. fuel cell that Luke has, and I have been reluctant to put it in until he figures out how not to break fuel pumps. <laughs> okay okay i got Especially this i got crazy <laughs> hold on hear me out hear me out we take you know you get the you get your alpine peak performance like whole setup 
you raise the rear two inches, but you put enough of a gap so that way the fuel cell can fit perfectly in between the two. Boom. Now you take the rear seat, flip it around, face it out the back like a Ford Taurus station wagon. <laughs> Boom. Easy access. You blow out the window. Oh, well, let's a little glass in your eyes. Put your safety squints on. You'll be all right. It'll be fucking mint. Um, well, no, they can be like your reverse camera, right? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> beep, Man, beep, you got beep. three inches. <laughs> you broke the hatch again. <laughs> I told you I needed glasses, Dad. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, shit. All right, I don't know. I'm just I'm just throwing shit out there at this point. No, that was funny. So give um, me another three trail rides, and I'll have you up to date on what the go-to is for the uh, rear fuel pump situation. Yeah, and I'm waiting it out, but it, I definitely like my plan was right after our ride to put like that was going to be my next upgrade was the fuel cell. And then you broke yours, and I was like, huh, that's weird. Maybe I'll reconsider this. And then you broke another one. And, and then I was like, I should sell it. Both times, you and Casey. <laughs> Thank you for the toes, by the way. They were uh, yeah. on time, efficient, and uh, the drivers were pleasant. Triple <laughs> <laughs> A review. We'll give it like a solid 8.5. That's too funny. Uh,. Casey's a yeah. to wheel with too. Like I can't stress that enough. Dude, what happened? Crazy. So is he still? He's putting another bet on that thing. Please, uh, yeah. He smashed the crap out of that, and he's gonna it put another worse. one on to smash on. It got yeah, worse. He had three. <laughs> he had three. Uh, hit, so the plan is to. Uh, it is going to get another bed, but it's going to get a bunch of tube in the rear and just bedsides hung on hung okay. on the tube. So it's going to be like doved and shortened. Okay, because that's I was like, what are they doing? They're gonna put another bet. They smashed this one up, and they're gonna destroy another Comanche bet. I mean, you're still gonna do that, but at least, yeah, it won't die as quickly, I guess. Yeah. Here that me out. Now the plan is to just try and destroy that bet as much as possible before. No, it takes okay. No, no. Hear me out. Hear me out. You take the one that's fucked up. You cut it, bob it, get it pretty, because you know he likes it pretty. So you put a little bit extra time into that one. You make it all clean. You go find like a junked one, and you cut it. Bob it, boom. Now it looks factory, looks nice, and it's not going to, you know, oh, and with his driving style, it might still hit a tree, but yeah. <laughs> it's less to hit the tree. Yeah, it was great when he hit the tree, too, because it was like just a gentle, yep, bonk, yep, hit the tree, oh, well, fuck. And it's just crunched. <laughs> there's just nothing there. I mean, there's absolutely no support to those bedsides whatsoever. Yeah, it was nasty looking when I saw that. I saw that. It was a little sad. It was so funny too because when he did that, I I was standing behind him with the camera, and Todd was up in front, and he backed into it. And because he was on the other side, he couldn't see. Oh, that's right. He's not the hero. Oh shit. He couldn't see, so he he gets off of it, and then you know we get him up the trail a little bit. He stops, and he never got out. Todd and I walk up there, and uh, he was like, "How bad is it?" And I'm just poker face. I was like, it ain't that bad, dude. We can fix it. And I have it on camera. Todd's looking at me like with this look of like, what are you talking about? <laughs> He's just in total disbelief. And I'm like, no, it's good, dude. We got it. We, we can fix it. It was a little dent by the tail light. We'll straighten it out. <laughs> and so he gets on up the trail, breaks the stub shaft. And at that point, he gets out, walks around. We're talking about the stub shaft. And then he looks up and the side of the bed just 
front. <laughs> and he goes, what the fuck? We can't fix that. <laughs> and then I start laughing and Todd was like, man, you had me convinced. He was like, I, I thought maybe you saw something I didn't see. <laughs> How did you guys end up pulling that out? Because I saw the video and it looked like it was like anchored to your truck. It was. We ratchet strapped like in the taillight pocket to the front of my F-250 and just ratcheted it until it was kind of square. And then we took uh, rubber hammers and blocks of wood and just, you know. Oh, until it was sort of, yeah. Yeah. Because it was almost okay. Not that it was okay. It was almost okay. Yeah. There's a big yeah, it's difference reasonable. here. It's reasonable. Um, and it was okay at the start of the day, but by the end of the day, it was not doing very okay. <laughs> um so i think that kind of wraps up the 5313 stuff um you got anything else on that no i don't think so there's not really much to add so yeah. we, i know we kind of talked about sean's jeep but could you give us a better rundown because i don't think we actually have officially like talked about that project or like it's been hinted at and it's been discussed a little bit but it hasn't yeah i think we've been busy with other people and i keep saying that i haven't had you know haven't put a ton of work into it and we're still on like the disassembly i mean we're almost done it's probably needs like another day worth of cutting and grinding and then then it's putting stuff together uh is it so it is a two-door cherokee body originally uh, Tyler Cardinal, I believe, built the chassis. It was originally red. Um, had coilovers front and rear. I think it was a 14 bolt and a 60. Yep. 40 inch tires. Real the works. Time. Full hydro. It was a cool rig. You see, I've seen pictures of what it originally looked like, and it was sick. And then somebody bought it from him. I don't know the dude uh, who originally messed it up. But somebody bought it off him, brought it back to factory, you know, Dana 30, eight and a quarter or something along those lines. Factory suspension. They put leaf springs back in the back and they did a very poor job of welding all this shit in. Uh, like, absolutely miserable job. I don't even know how half the shit holds on. I mean, they definitely followed the uh, bigger the gob, the better the job. Uh, uh, rule and I mean it seemed to work out for them. Sucks for me because you have to grind through all that crap. Um, but we're taking all that factory crap that somebody welded back on off. Uh, and and but anyways, I'm getting out of myself here. Somebody welded all that shit back on, trying to put it back to stock. They kind of cut some crap off of it. They basically just ruined it. Uh, they took the manual out of it because it clearly had a manual at some point. Um, they put an auto in it, a really shitty, uh, center console thing with seats that just didn't, didn't work, uh, or not seats that didn't work, but a floor pan that was like just all signs, like literally probably a hundred sheet metal screws through these aluminum fucking signs covering the entire belly. Uh, I don't, I don't think that was the original dude's, uh, work there. Maybe it was, but it didn't seem like it. Um, crappy fuel cell in it. Uh, 
just a lot of lot of messed up shit. So either way, we're taking all that shit out. We got it. Some other guy had bought it after that guy messed it up, intending to fix it. Uh, Eric Goulet, I think. And then Sean ended up buying it from Eric, and Eric dropped it off with us. We are now cleaning that up. All it has is an engine in it. Uh, there is nothing else uh, other than a shitty fuel cell filled with like just totally varnished gas. Um, we're not using that tank. We're using the other one. We pulled apart his other buggy, his blue buggy, which was... It had some okay parts, but the actual tube work on it was abysmal. Um, like, scary bad. Uh, like, tubes weren't notched. They were just butt-welded against other tubes and filled. They just filled the gaps. There was no coping or anything. Not even, like, an attempt in some cases. I don't know what was going through the minds of the people who built that one. Obviously, we talked a little bit about the fuckiness with the... Uh, um, transmission and shit on that so we went through the transfer case it has a 231 uh, data 300 doubler setup we did some work to that cleaned it up regasketed it it's gonna leak but it will hold its fluid a little better probably um putting an auto or a manual back in the thing it has a motor most of a wiring harness we took the dashboard out of the other one that's going in the new one if we have time we should have time. Uh, right now, we're at the point where we need to put the drivetrain back in, uh, mount the belly pan up to hold the drivetrain, obviously, and then looking at mounting axles. We have coilovers for the front and the back. Uh, we have full hydro orbital for it and ram for it from his other buggy, I think. No, this actually came off Jucket. Uh, the orbital and the power... Uh, the the I think it's a single-ended ram that we're using for the full hydro, but uh, it all came off everybody's favorite non-existent wheeling rig jacket. Uh, John, you probably wouldn't know it, but everybody else would because nobody else saw it. Uh, <laughs> but it was a cool rig. Um, trying to think what else. What else am I missing here? Um, see, it's harnesses, obviously. We're going to be trying to restore some of the tube work on it. It had some really cool, like, doors. Uh, like, not really half doors. It was a tube that went down, and they had the factory two-door skin sort of on it, and it looked sick. I don't think we have two-door doors to sort of recreate that, but I'm going to put the tube back in place because I can see where they chopped it. Uh, we got to do coilover mounts in the front. He wants me to do the same thing that I did to mine. I probably don't have time to do the exact same setup. But we'll see what I can do. Um, as far as what, like the tube through the grill and all that? Uh, I don't know if I can... No, it's already got plenty of tube up front. It wouldn't need that. Um, try, how do I describe that? So it has... It, it is mostly... I mean, it's, it's fully caged, but there's a lot of exterior stuff. So there's tubes that run along the... I think they go inside of the front fenders. And then they poke out. No, maybe they run along the outside. I don't know. I, I look at the thing every other day, and I, you know, I can't, couldn't tell you. So, uh, <laughs> either way, it's got a bunch of tube run to the front. It all sort of interconnects. Um, the missing piece there is the the original shock towers were cut out by the guy who returned it to factory suspension. Um, Why though? I don't know. It's like 
it's the same with the blue Jeep. We look at the stuff and we're like, why? Why would you buy this just to ruin it? Why couldn't you put the right parts into it? Like, don't buy it if you can't, like, spend the time to make it at least partially right. Like, even if you didn't, sure, put leaf springs in the back, but why take the shock towers out of the front when you can just buy shocks? Buy an axle. Hell, take a Dana 30. It would have been easier for them to take a Dana 30 and weld uh, coilover mounts onto a Dana 30 than it was to cut all of the tube off and put a very poorly welded together and welded on uh, Artec um, coil bucket and shock mount. It just made no sense. And it was all welded together to the frame. It wasn't actually on the unibody frame. It was connected to a piece of angle iron connected to the, the frame, of course, because love it, love you know, it. just a lot of great shit. I don't want to hear it. Leave me out of this. <laughs> you didn't do that. I did that in the rear with my um, my suspension mounts. They've got a piece of angle iron welded down the ID of the frame into the stiffener. Oh boy, yeah, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Don't even worry about it. It's it's all fine. Everything's fine. Uh, yeah, but it's not like just a straight chunk of angle iron like booger welded on it on the ends. Like there's literally a chunk where it's there's you know the you, the the rail has a little bit of a it bends a little bit. It comes out a tiny bit from the end, and the end it it oh, pushes no. in towards the the motor mount, right? Mm-hmm. So it kind of it it gets it's not straight is what I'm trying to say. It's like a U. And they just took this angle iron, put it in there straight, and welded the two ends. So it's a gap in the middle. They didn't weld the backside. They just welded the two ends and then put the fucking Artec mount on it. Like, don't do that. Please. I mean, it made it really easy to cut off. I just had to torch it on both ends and it bloop, blopped right out. But, like, come on. Uh, Why, though? I know. Did, it's just so much get, work. did it ever actually get wheeled? in the configuration that you got it, like stock axles and stuff? I, or was don't, it- I don't know. I, it doesn't even have axles. When we got it, it had no axles. I think it did get wheeled. I think it had a, or I know it had a Clayton um, radius arm kit, I believe. It's not the three link. It has a radius arm okay. bracket on it. So, I mean, it probably did. There's no damage to the crappy green paint job that's on it. So, uh, I don't think it was wheeled very hard. Like, you can see where some of the rock rash is underneath the green paint, but there's no rock rash on the green paint. Like, it, it, I don't know what they did with it. They must have just drove it around on the road or, like, up my bell. Or I don't I don't know where the dude even is was located. I don't know where Tyler is, the guy who originally built it, and I don't know where that... Tyler I don't, don't want to know. It at F I don't. A ton. I do. I know. know that. I know Tyler did. From what I understand, I've said. I've, I've seen pictures of it there. That's, um, I never saw the rig. rig. I will say that yeah. too. This rig has been around, and it was probably one of the better built XJs in the New England area for a long period of time until he parted it out and went full buggy, if I remember correctly. Um, and then it got sold off very cheap because he wanted to get the chassis out of there. And, uh, I think it got bought by the wrong person. Yeah, that goes without saying. Um, I was being polite. It's got a nice green paint job. No, I, 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 I have to cut all this shit off. I see, 
I see every single little problem, you know, every every single little thing that is wrong with it. I'm I'm looking at it and I'm grinding it off, and it's you know, if people could actually poorly weld uh, in a normal size bead, it would take way less time for me to cut everything off and grind everything down. Instead, they put these like inch thick wide boogers down that you can't do anything with. You just have to sit there with the cutting wheel cut them off, and then grind it down, and it just takes forever. If a, if a little's good, a lot's better, right? Uh, I guess so. Like I said, it seemed to work out. I don't know how the fuck half that shit didn't break off. It's only because of the surface area. The I welds are porous. There's just a lot of it. I think the term <laughs> would be mo-better. Because I don't no, think... Mo-better. <laughs> no. Better. Yeah, it's... it's mo-better. It's, it's something. Um... It's like that K5 we saw at 5313. Yeah, with the Stug four-wheeler. Yes, that thing was... Woof. And not a, not a toe strap between the two of them. Superb. What were they doing? Well, <laughs> what? Did he have brakes, though? He might have been doing better than me. Uh, no. No. Oh, he no. Uh, oh. That hey, that's still that better did. than... Still better than... Uh, what's his name's quad? <laughs> I'm not talking He's about the four-wheeler. I'm talking about uh, the K5. The K5 uh, did not have connected. Were they stopping brakes. it with the four wheeler? <laughs> I don't know. It had, <laughs> I think it had front brakes, but it had like a ten bolt, forty three, cut up like and poorly done uh, swampers that were not SXs, uh, with some people that look like they would uh, enjoy shopping in the drain clearing aisle. <laughs> Drain cleaning aisle, you mean? I thought you used like a Drano or something along those lines. Oh, my, like, me and my brother were just talking about this earlier. We were talking about fucking Drano. <laughs> it might not be Drano, I don't know what. I don't know what. He was bitching about the drain. Now. He was like, I'm going to get some Drano. I was like, just take a fucking rag and grab the shit that's in there and throw it out instead of buying fucking whatever the Drano costs. It takes two seconds. Clear the drain. Yeah, anyways, that's a weird fucking tangent. I'm sorry. <laughs> coming, coming from the guy who has to snake drains, do not ever put Drano down a drain or fucking wet wipes, all right? Do not fucking do it because if you then put Drano and then down the road you put wet wipes, the asshole who has to fucking take that out has to deal with all that Drano sludge that gets on like around the edges. And I thought it was acidic. Terrible. I thought it was like acid. Oh, it stays in there, baby. Don't you worry. Oh, it just it's, pushes oh, it further down. No, it yeah, just kind of coagulates. Uh, it's disgusting. It turns though. it into like a blob of shit. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It gets it out of the drain, but not further down. Yeah, yeah it's just don't okay. do it. Whatever you do, just just call somebody with a snake and snake the shit out of it. It'll be fine. Also, don't do meth, kids, because then you end up wheeling a blazer with uh, angle iron bed welded on it. and uh, Or do no meth. Yeah, or do meth, and then that K-series sounds fucking great. It was Your pretty card. cool, dude. <laughs> it was pretty cool. <laughs> Jeez. Well, I mean, I think, we're, I think we're pretty good. I think we've talked about enough. We've taken people's time enough. I don't know if anybody else has, has anything else to say. I'm good, yeah, I man. Think we covered it. Uh, hopefully, you'll have more to talk about. The oh, green actually, thing. quick thing: where can I get a trail trash hat? We literally uh, talked. Oh, we talked about this before. Shut the, the fuck up, Graham. Shut the fuck up. Yeah. Thank you. Where can I get a trail trash hat? 
Trailtrash.myshop.com. Okay, no. Oh, my fucking God. Ruin it some more, Graham. Fuck, G. You didn't fucking say anything. No, no. We'll talk about that after. Anyway. Okay. Shush. 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 Where can I get a trail trash at? Trailtrash.myshopify.com. Perfect. I got to get me one because I wear hats every fucking day and there ain't nothing better than repping some of the boys. So I'm going to go over there. And you guys, you listeners. Sorry. <laughs> it's okay and you guys you listeners you guys should go check that out and get some of their merch because it, it's fucking cool it's good stuff too nice quality. we don't have any so you might as well buy some trail trash stuff and spend your money on that exactly exactly we well thank yeah. you very much for listening i appreciate everybody if you can go follow us on instagram go follow trail trash guys on youtube and instagram and go follow their facebook page because they post a lot of good shit on there and if you can't go over to uh Go over to any of your listening whatever programs and give us a rating. It helps us out. I don't know what it does, but it probably helps us out. Maybe somebody might look at probably it one the day. First person to rate our uh, podcast. You know, first person to rate it will get a uh, a gold uh, star. A we'll gold a, star. We'll yeah. fucking rate you afterwards. How's that sound? <laughs> rate yeah. with the yeah. T. With the T. Just throwing that out there. <laughs> Wait. So you're not talking about the bug killer? No. 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 Well. Thank you, thank you very much. And on that note, keep your Drano out of the drain. And if keep you're gonna your drain buy steaks shit. nearby, I was gonna. <laughs> oh shit! Okay, what were you gonna say? Damn it. I wanted, I wanted to use Drain Snake, not Drano. But yeah, never. <laughs> well, our low talent uh, light just turned on, so I guess that's the end of this one. <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ!